And we welcome you back to the Shake Back Sports Show right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. To the dopest engineer on the planet, Big Day, what is going on? Sports fans all around the planet, what is happening? This second segment of the Shake Back Sports Show is being brought to you by Fork Talk Eatery. Can't remember what a home-cooked meal tastes like. Want a meal just like mama's, but Fork Talk Eatery will have your mouth smacking and your fork a-talking. Find out more at 469-358-5241 or visit their Facebook page at Fork Talk Eatery or their Instagram page at Fork Talk 3000 and place your orders today. Fork Talk Eatery, it is hashtag forking delicious. All right, so just in case you guys missed it in the first segment, we gave a little small tribute to uh, Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, and the other uh, participants or the other passengers rather on that aircraft, the helicopter that that passed away in that horrific crash. Um, the report is out that Vanessa Bryant has announced that the uh, the service, the funeral service, will be at Staples Center. On February the 24th, we also talked about the trade deadline in the NBA, and we're going to move on and talk about the NFL, the Super Bowl in particular. But actually, before we do that, I want to just hit on one final note about the NBA and the Philadelphia 76ers, who in many people's eyes and minds were going to be the favorite uh, to come out of the East. However, they have stumbled on hard times as of late. Joel Embiid has been getting viscerated in the media, and rightly so. Uh, so the the Philadelphia 76ers and, and, and Brett Brown, they better find a way to turn it around. And if they don't, and if for some reason, because right now as of tape time, they're sitting in the, the five slot. And they will be going against the, uh, the Celtics uh, if the playoffs were to start today. So... Uh, I could see Coach Brown losing his job at the end of the year if the 76ers don't improve and, and, and have a, a tremendous showing in the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to get to the finals because Miami, as we talked about in the first segment, is stronger. Milwaukee is Milwaukee. Toronto is playing exceptional basketball, even without Kawhi Leonard. And the Boston Celtics, who many people thought would take a step back, they're showing that they're not going anywhere either. So you have those top four teams in the East that are going to be a potential roadblock for Philadelphia getting to the finals. Okay, so just wanted to just kind of wrap a bow or put a bow on the basketball, the NBA talk um, from last week and really look forward to the uh, All-Star Weekend that's coming up in Chicago. But we're going to go ahead and wrap up the NFL season. The 100th NFL season is in the books as Big Day, we used to say, the Super Bowl season or the NFL season is in the books. Uh, anyway, so as you may know, if you haven't been hiding under a rock, and shout out to everybody that came out to our crib on Super Bowl Sunday. It was a Super Bowl slash birthday party. It was a Shake Back Sports Show Super Bowl party that was catered by Fork Talk Eatery, and we had so many guests uh, it's too many for me to name. I appreciate all you guys coming out. We had a great time watching the game together, and I look forward to doing uh, some more sporting event or some more uh, sport watching events in the very, very near future. Uh, but the game itself, Kansas City Chiefs, champions of the AFC against the San Francisco 49ers, of course, the NFC champions. Kansas City came in, ranked or the second seeded team in the AFC, got a first round bye. Uh, all they did was uh, spot. The Houston Texans a 24-point lead 
in route to a comeback in which they actually end up blowing out the Texans um, in the AFC Championship game. All he did was spot the Tennessee Titans a 10-point lead and came back and actually won that game in route to the Super Bowl down at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, Florida. San Francisco 49ers, number one seed in the NFC, won the NFC West division on the last game of the year up in Seattle against the Seahawks. Of course, then they had the first round bye, met up with the Green Bay Packers in the divisional round um, out there in Santa Clara at Levi Stadium. It was much of the same as it was in the in the regular season for the Packers. Uh, they had a hard time getting things going against that vaunted San Francisco defense. And then in the NFC Championship game um, out there in Santa Clara as well. I'm sorry. It actually the the the, the Vikings went to San Francisco and uh, Kirk Cousins led Vikings. They actually got defeated by the 49ers. And then Green Bay went out there for the NFC Championship game, and it was much of the same as they, again, defeated the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and those guys. So you had the scene set where you had probably the most exciting offense that we've seen since show on turf, the baddest show on turf or the greatest show on turf uh, with the St. Louis Rams back in the late 90s and early 2000s with the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, all that he's done, 80-some-odd touchdowns, and only 20-some-odd interceptions in his first couple of years as a starter in Kansas City. No one has done that after their first two years. No Dan Marino, no Tom Brady, no Aaron Rodgers, no Drew Brees, none of them. San Francisco 49ers with the with the top-ranked defense, easily the top two or three defense in all of the NFL. All those guys that they had injured towards the late end of the, of the regular season came back in the playoffs to include Quan Alexander, that running game that they have with Mostert and, and Tevin Coleman. And unfortunately for them in the Super Bowl, Matt Breida did not get to play. So it was a it was a great matchup and a very entertaining game. Kansas City comes out on top, of course, 31 to 20. Jimmy Garoppolo, 20 of 31, 219 yards, one touchdown, did throw two picks. Patrick Mahomes started out very slowly, two interceptions in the first half, finished 26 of 42, 286 yards, and two scores. And he also ran for a score. And some of the look, some of the biggest plays that Mahomes made in this game came with his legs. And there were two plays in particular, one with his arm and one with his legs, that will be forever etched in my memory as turning points, potential turning points against the 49ers in this game. Of course, the first one was not in any sort of order, but the first play that I'm thinking about was when they had a, a third and 15, and Patrick Mahomes launches a 44-yard bomb to Tyreek Hill, who somehow got behind the defense. It was a post corner. Actually, it was a it, yeah, it was a post corner, and 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 and, uh, and and Mahomes just hit him in stride. And then there was another one where he actually picked up a, a critical first down with his legs. As a uh, man, it wasn't easy for the it wasn't easy for the Chiefs in the passing game by no stretch of the imagination. Um, so yeah, rushing. Damian Williams, 17 carries, 104 yards, and a score. Uh, Moster for the Raheem Moster for the 49ers, 12 carries, 58 yards, and one touchdown. Tyree Hill, nine receptions for 105 yards. Kendrick Bourne, two receptions, 42 yards for the San Francisco 49ers. The uh, the sp- the team specs go as follows: total yards for Kansas City, 397, 351 for the 49ers. Um, Rushing yards. This was this was a key stat to me because 
We all know what the 49ers were able to do on the ground all year. And for them to only have 141 yards in this contest was a telltale. Kansas City not bad themselves behind the strength of Williams. 129 yards on the ground. But the time of possession, Kansas City, and, and, and if you if you look, if you're going to have a, ch- a chance at beating this offense with this quarterback, with those receivers, and that tight end, Travis Kelsey, you have to do a better you have to do a better job with the time of possession. And basically, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs they kept the ball away from the 49ers. Thirty three minutes to just under twenty seven minutes in time of possession um, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Your MVP that was Patrick Mahomes. I personally thought it should have been Damian Williams, simply because of the impact that he had. And for real though. Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's he's going to get lacerated, viscerated, and, and all kind of aided because of the overthrown ball to Emmanuel Sanders where he ran the seam route down the middle of the field, and he overthrew him by about four yards, and Sanders had about three steps on the nearest Kansas City defender. I can't remember which one it was, but that would have been a walk-in score that would have given the 49ers the lead at that point, and you would have to think – that in that situation, with the lead at that point of the game, that would have been sure enough for the 49ers to, to go ahead and cap off their sixth Super Bowl victory. However, it wasn't meant to be. You see the difference between a potential $40 million a year quarterback and a $27.5 million a year quarterback, that being Mahomes, because he's going to command that. At least that when his deal comes up, I believe it's going to be at the end of next season where he'll be eligible uh, to go ahead and get an extension done in his fourth year. So what does this mean for the Kansas City Chiefs? They're already the way too early odds on favorite to win it again next year. Now, we know that repeating as Super Bowl champions in the NFL is next to impossible. The last team to do it, those New England Patriots from 03 to 04, 03 and 04, I believe it was. And, you know, the, the, the likelihood of even seeing a, a Super Bowl winner or and or loser back in the playoffs is somewhat of, a, of an anomaly because last year's Super Bowl uh participant from the NFC, the Los Angeles Rams didn't even make the playoffs. Last year's champion, the New England Patriots, went out in the first round as they had to play on wild card weekend for the first time in like 7,000 years. So even though things are in place and really the Chiefs, I mean, they're stacked. They are stacked. They're not losing anybody of any significance. Mahomes is going to still be there. Arguably the best quarterback on the planet right now. And as a Raider fan, I hate that I'm having to say this, but you know what? It's the truth, and the truth will what? Set you free. So um, let the debate begin. Let the debate begin uh, because many people are already terming Patrick Mahomes as the greatest quarterback of all time. I, I just need to say pump the brakes on that. And the reason why I say that is because when you have players such as Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers that have thrown for multiple or have thrown for more than 45 touchdowns in a season multiple times at a time where 
offenses were not nearly as geared to chunking the ball all over the yard the way that they are now, and in particular with the way that uh, the defenses or the offense of the receivers have so much of an advantage on the outside, I need to pump the brakes on that. Now, what I will say about Patrick Mahomes is this. His arm talent, I will put it up there with Elway, Rodgers, even even some of the older school quarterbacks like Dan Marino. Um, who else am I thinking of here? Uh some strong awkward Jeff George had a cannon uh, Jay Schrader one time Oakland or one time LA Raider also a one time Washington Redskin he had a cannon for an arm so when you put the arm talent of Patrick Mahomes against uh, up against any of those quarterbacks in history oh yeah he's definitely up there he's definitely up there and a lot has to be said with or about the skill set or the skill players that he has around him. Tyreek Hill, fastest player in the National Football League, bar none. Bar none. Sammy Watkins, he's big and he's fast. And I, re- I bring up Sammy Watkins because that one touchdown that Sammy Watkins had, I can't remember what game it was, but he was running down the field and Tyreek Hill comes out of nowhere and passes him on the way to the uh, end zone. That's how fast that kid is. And he's tough. And he's really hard to bring down also. He is surprisingly strong. And to have that type of, of, of burst and that type of speed, I mean, in the open field, elusiveness, all those things, with the ability to be hard to be tackled, man, ah, it's crazy. And they have Travis Kelsey. Him and George Kittle are the best two tight ends in the NFL. And George Kittle was put on ice during this game. And there's another play that I wanted to, that I wanted to touch on, too, as we got about four minutes left to go in this segment. The third down call that Kyle Shanahan, um, that he actually called for uh, to get a first down. I think it was third and five or six. And the play call was perfect. The execution was poor because George Kittle ran like an option route to the middle of the field, was wide open. Jimmy Garoppolo decides to throw it to, I think it may have been Debo Samuel, who also had a great game. He had a great game. and uh, But he threw it to Debo Samuel or it may have been Kendrick Bourne or somebody else other than Kittle that would have gotten them an easy first down. To me, it's those plays like that. When you're playing against a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, you got to capitalize on those opportunities. And the fact that the score was tied at halftime 10-10 with the 49ers getting the ball back first in the second half, it felt like, I mean, everybody in the room here at the house, we all said the same thing. It just felt like, even though the score was tied and the Niners got the ball first, it felt like the Chiefs were up. And... um when they went down 20 to 10, so it's the fourth straight game in these playoffs that Patrick Mahomes had led the Chiefs from behind of a double digit of double digit deficit. I don't think that's ever been done before. And to say that uh, the the 49ers strength of running the ball 
was truly neutralized by a surprising run defense from the Kansas City Chiefs that actually had been playing well. I mean, look what they did to Derrick Henry in the AFC Championship game. Look what they did against uh, Deshaun Watson in their high-powered Texas offense. Uh, Duke Johnson, Carlos Hyde. I mean, they had some good runs here and there, but for the 49ers in this game, when they really needed to run the pill, to maybe and it was I think by that last drive before before uh, before Damian Williams went and got, got the touchdown to put the Chiefs ahead for good that 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 drive before that before the 49ers that the 49ers had they could not pick up the first down and they had to depend on Jimmy Garoppolo getting the first down through the air and that was surprising to me and probably everybody else out there because the Chiefs have been getting lit up on the ground all year long up into the up until the playoffs. I think they were 26 against the run all year. So to say that they stepped up at the correct time was nothing is nothing short of remarkable and with Mostert being the guy that ran for over 200 yards against a good Green Bay defense in the NFC Championship game to be neutralized and held to only 58 yards rushing in this game against that Chiefs defense speaks volumes to or for the Chiefs and that front seven, as well as defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola, who uh, when I when when we talked to Michael Hunter Jr. when he was with the New York Giants, he talked about how complicated Spag's defense is as far as you know the terminology and the checks and the communications and all those things, and for them to turn it around the way that they did, it kind of reminds me of what the Indianapolis Colts did back in '06. I believe it was when they played. Actually, it may have been 09. It was 09 when they lost to uh, the Saints in the Super Bowl. They had been getting gashed by the run all year. And next thing you know, they were uh, a run-stopping defense. So that's going to wind it down for segment two. Come on back on the other side of the break. Football season is over, but not really. We're going to talk some XFL. Come on back on the other side of the break. Willie M. T. Jr., Shake Back Sports Show, Big Game Christian Sports Network. We'll be right back after this message.